Today's episode is brought to you by Small Biz Social Society. Small Biz Social Society is a membership for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to stand out on social media that I created to help you gain visibility, increase your confidence, create more exciting content so that you can make an impact, have more fun on social media, and of course, make more money, honey. This membership is packed with value. There's a new training with yours truly every single month. We have master classes from guest experts every single month talking to us about online marketing and entrepreneurship. And we have an incredible community of badass entrepreneurs in this group that are rising up together. If you want to do great things on social media and in your business and in your life, this is the place for you. Enroll today at smallbizsocialsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 111. I am your hostess with the mostest. Did I just say mostest? <laughs> Hi, Brittany Crossan here uh, at your service, messing up my words already. Welcome to the episode. I'm so stoked about today's episode because my guest is a super fun gal. And because you know I am a super fun gal, you're going to get double dosage of super fun gals today. Mary Fane Brandt is a LinkedIn expert. And she and I, yes, had fun talking about LinkedIn. I know, I know. If you don't know the newer version of LinkedIn and the, the new life that's been breathed into it, then maybe you are like, you're full of shit. LinkedIn is not fun. <laughs> and I get it. I feel your pain. I used to think it was boring as hell as well. But it's changed. It's um, it's cool. And we got lots of good stuff to talk about. And Mary is just the gal to do it. And like I said, she's a fun time and she's really smart. And she knows her stuff when it comes to LinkedIn. She is actually, let me, hang on, I have my notes here. We call it the... It's the, okay, the 3C method to master LinkedIn, all right? The joy of connections. Um, so she and I are going to be talking here in just a few minutes. Before we get to that, as you can hear me probably going through my pages here, you know, I got to keep notes. Like my memory since becoming a parent, which it's been 10 years now, so you'd think I'd be used to it, but is not fantastic. Um, I tend to forget things. Uh, quite a lot. My brain is busy, I guess. So I have to write everything, everything down. So I have my notes here in front of me and I'm ready to go. So before I get to my chat with Mary about LinkedIn here in a few minutes, um, to help you find success on LinkedIn, um, without it being, you know, overwhelming or anything crazy, which is really amazing. Um, I want to give you an update on our move. So last week, if you listened to episode 110, um, you heard me give you the raw, real truth about why we moved and how it all went down. And um, 
I I shared all of that because I just thought it might encourage or inspire someone to just take a leap and do something they've been wanting to do. Like how I took a leap and moved my entire family from the suburbs to the city, which I've always wanted to do. Mile-wise, we only went about 16 or 17 miles, but lifestyle-wise, it's very different. So I just thought I would um, explain to you guys how it's going. And go back and listen to episode 110 if you haven't. Um, I really think you might you might like that. I really liked giving you a personal story, so I'm going to try to work those in more often. So, okay. So let's see. So this episode – as it's come out today is Monday, December 6th. Holy shitballs. We are officially into December. Happy December. I love December. I'm your stereotype basic bitch when it comes to December. You know, give me all the Christmas lights, the Christmas music, the Christmas movies. Um, I, I want to make some fucking cookies with my kids, like the whole shebang. I'm into it. So happy December. So today's Monday, December 6th, 2021. Um, which means we have been here at the new place for three weeks. Um, as I'm recording this, it's only actually been like two, about two weeks or so. So here's how it's been going so far here in the city of Houston, Texas. First of all, the weather is for the most part really fantastic because we don't really get like a full on autumn or fall or even a full winter. It's kind of a mixture of things. So I'm thankful for some good weather lately. Um, the kids have started at their new school and it is going good so far. Praise the Lord, knock on wood, whatever the hell we got to do to keep that going. Um, because if you listen to last week's episode, you know that last year Rowdy was bullied at his old school and I didn't quite get the reaction I'd hoped out of certain, um, staff members. And it was just kind of like, ugh not the best situation. And of course, so like he was traumatized and super nervous about going back to school at all. We've been homeschooling for a few months. So for them to have a good start at the new school has been the best news ever, 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 ever. And he's in fifth grade, Romy's in second. And, um, and they're, I think they're like tired, right? Because <laughs> I mean, they're having good days, but like, they're having to wake up at six. And when you're homeschooling, you don't have to wake up at six. When you homeschool and your parents both work from home most of the time, you're really not waking up until at least seven, maybe 7.30. <laughs> so waking up at six has been um, definitely um, a thing that none of us are really used to. We've we've let ourselves live this more like lax um, lifestyle with the homeschooling and the working from home, which I know a lot of us were living that lifestyle during like quarantine times and all the pandemic crap. Um, anyway, right. So we're back in a routine. Feels good. Even though the kiddos are tired. Um, let's see, we've got, as of right now, almost everything is unpacked, which two weeks in, I'm pretty proud of us, but it's not all unpacked. And because it's a smaller house, we did bring less stuff. We got rid of lots of stuff. We donated a bunch of stuff. We sold a few things. Um, but we still have, you know, stuff for four people. It's a good bit of stuff. Um, so it's kind of tricky because you can't, like when you're unpacking, if you've been in the situation, you understand. When you're unpacking, like there's no extra area to like put a whole lot of boxes, right? So like if you move into a place that has an extra bedroom, that's just totally extra. Well, you could like put your boxes there and then unpack one by one and all those boxes would be out of your way. Well, that's not the case here because we don't have any extra, like an extra room at all. So shit's just been everywhere. 
<laughs> so at this point, we still need to finish unpacking our own bedroom and bathroom, like Ryan and I. Um, I'm still like living out of my overnight bag that I use when we travel. I'm still using like that stuff. I'm not, I haven't even unpacked all of my skincare, all of like, it's crazy. Uh, And I even got rid of a lot of shit, but I still got a lot of shit. And um, we haven't, let's see, our bedroom, our bathroom, and then like just a few little touches in my little workspace um, right here connected to the kitchen needs to be addressed. But the other rooms are mostly done. So I feel really good about that. Um, I do find it to be super inspiring to go for a run here. Okay. We got to talk about this. So if you're a runner, I think you're going to totally understand what I'm saying. If you run outside, which you know, I love my treadmill. I love my Peloton treadmill. I am devoted to that big, beautiful beast. Um, But when we have glorious weather in Houston, Texas, like where it is cool, I mean, even cool enough where you might even need a little jacket when you're running. Like that's kind of crazy here. <laughs> it doesn't happen that much. Cool weather, the sun's out, it's not raining. When that happens, I'm like, I need to run outside. And especially being that we're in a new neighborhood and it's so beautiful, huge trees, um, a huge variety of houses, right? Like you've got, you've got mini mansions, you've got super old houses, you've got brand new ones, you've got um, so much character, so many different types of lots and driveways and yards and just so much to look at, right? So that has been one of the most inspiring things. I've already gone for some runs outside in the neighborhood and honestly – it's really just like, it's just the best. It's weird. Whenever you go for a run outside, you runners are going to understand. Your surroundings can really make a huge difference in your run, right? And for me, like if I'm alone, my music makes a huge difference. But I've most of these runs I've done actually with Ryan. Luckily, we're able to do that sometimes. And we went together. But it's kind of cool because we're exploring and we're talking about the different houses and stuff. Um, but yeah, usually for me, it's like my surroundings – the weather and the music. That's what does it for me when I'm running. But here, it's just, oh, it's just so great. But whenever I need to, I have my beautiful, amazing Peloton treadmill that I will um, always, always turn to, of course. Like mine is not a fucking clothes hanger. I know a lot of people do that with treadmills, but that is not the case in my house. Um, so yeah, so the runs have been good. The school is good. I'm doing my work and I'm even exploring um, options for a new office for Fun Love Media, which I'm really excited about. Um, all of this time that Fun Love Media has existed, which technically it's existed for, we're almost at the three-year anniversary of the business. I did um, freelance work, social media work before that, okay? And then I actually formed it officially as a business in January 2019. So we're almost at that three-year mark. And I am finally looking at offices. We've been working out of our homes. I mean, my team and I are all remote and that is amazing and and so freaking convenient. And the fact that there's like such little overhead is is a dream. Um, If you're a business owner, you understand the the 
the positive impact that having minimal overhead in your business can have. Um, but it is time for me to look at something, um, something, you know, small, simple for fun, love media. Um, so, you know, everybody's mostly working from their own homes, but when we need to get together, when we need a meeting, whenever I need a client meeting, whenever we need, um, that spot, we need to be able to have it. So looking at that too, there's lots going on, so much going on. Ryan is doing well. He's, setting up the garage to be like this whole man cave. We're not even going to put the cars in it. In our last house, believe it or not, I know this may sound crazy, but we actually fit both of our cars into the garage. (laughs) It was a dream. I loved it. I've always been like, why are we not using the damn garage to put cars in it? Does anybody understand that? Like, why? Why? Nobody barely ever puts cars in the garage, or at least where we come from. Maybe that's a suburb thing. I don't really know. But you just, they just have shit in the garage, right? But at our last house, the garage was big enough. It was technically a four car garage, but like you really couldn't fit four cars in it. Like maybe you could fit three small cars in it. But anyway, we fit both of our vehicles in that garage, closed the garage doors and the whole shebang. It was amazing. But here the garage is, (coughs) excuse me, it's smaller. And so, um, it was going to be quite a squeeze. And I, I told him, I was like, look, I don't care about my car going in the garage because it's it's all gated. Like, it's fine. Like, it can whatever. And he was so excited. So he's been setting up the garage with all of his stuff, all of his dude stuff. I don't even know what's happening out there. I'll just, like, go and see the fi- finished product whenever it's finally done. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the overall update. It's, it's good. And it's good to be in the city during the holidays. Um, so much festive stuff surrounding us. So many different little community gatherings, Christmas tree lightings. I mean, you know, the Nutcracker Ballet, um, all of the Christmas lights everywhere to look at. It's just really a great time to be in the city. So I'm really, really thankful. Um, Okay. That's the update. That's it. I just wanted to give you a life update. I hope that you enjoyed that. I hope you are doing good. I hope your December is going good so far. And, you know, no matter what holiday you celebrate, or if you don't celebrate any of them at all this month, Bottom line is that December is, it's an important month in general. There's a lot going on, especially in the USA, um, but all over the world. It's, um, it's festive. It's, it's a time to, I feel like, reflect on the year that we are about to be completing um, and to just kind of take a second to breathe it all in and have a little bit of time, even if you can't take off a ton of time from your work, but just a little bit of time to have with loved ones, to have with yourself, to just kind of chill for a sec. So I'm kind of doing both. Like I love to prep for the new year. I'm all about the whole new year vibe thing, like in the excitement of it. And I also am, you know, want to be a leader in my community, whether it's in my mastermind membership, small business social society, or for you guys, or just for my, um, you know, clients and general social media audience. I want to be a leader and, and go ahead and, 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 start to prep for the new year and really have that excitement and that energy. But I also am spending some of the time in December to just chill and make some fucking cookies with my kids, right? <laughs> so it's a, it's about both for me. And I hope that it's a really, really great month for you. So, all right, I am done chatting. Um, coming up next is the one and only <laughs> fabulous LinkedIn expert, Mary Fane Brandt.
Today's guest is the CEO of Mary Fame Brandt Consulting, founder of the LinkedIn Bakery and an international LinkedIn trainer, speaker, and strategist. She teaches entrepreneurs, business leaders, executives, and sales teams how to fill their pipeline by using LinkedIn for just one hour a day. And a fun fact, she is a thrill seeker. She has jumped out of a perfectly good airplane, repelled the Grand Canyon, parasailed, and much more. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Mary Fame. Brand. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes, uh, I was a little bit of a thrill seeker, and that didn't really start to happen until after I was 40. Oh, all right. You were like, okay, it's time to start going for it. <laughs> yeah, you know, life things happen, and you're like, okay, you know, I got divorced, and I was like, time for Mary, go back to college, start jumping out of airplanes, run my first marathon, you know, fun things. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. That scares the hell out of me. Like, it's so funny. Cause I'm like, I have no interest, like not going to jump out of a plane. None. Isn't that so crazy though, that like you got one extreme or another, like, I don't know, I, but to me, I'm going, that scares me so bad. How would you not like pee your pants? <laughs> Uh, no, that's only when you scuba dive, you definitely pee because it keeps you warmer. They tell you to pee in your wetsuit and everyone's like, Nope, not happening. You get in that cold water, you pee in your wetsuit. And if you don't pee, you're not a professional scuba diver. I'm telling you right now. Okay. Okay. Good. That's a good tip. We're starting out strong. <laughs> I'm also scared to scuba dive, but that's a whole other story. Okay. Let's get away from Brittany's fears. Um, <laughs> thank you for being here. Um, I appreciate it very much. I know that your time is valuable and, um, I appreciate you having me on your show previously. We're so much fun. doing all the show swapping. Um, we have so much fun together. So you guys, y'all are going to have, if you like me, you're going to like Mary. Um, we're so, so, um, into just like having the fun and being unique and being yourself, um, on social media and beyond, of course. Okay. So tell everybody, if you don't mind how you got into, like, just give us a little bit of background on why you even started working with LinkedIn. Like what drew you to it? Why do you like it? What's the whole deal with that? So, um, I lost my job at 49 and I was like, what the heck am I going to do? And I had already been helping people like look at where they were in their lives with their career. And I helped two women where I worked at a private school in La Jolla. I helped them leave and find better jobs, right? Just through lunchtime conversations. I had gotten my master's in organizational leadership. So I was kind of walking them through. It was kind of like practice for me. And my mom got sick. I lost my job. It was kind of a mutual decision that I would leave. And I was like, what the heck am I going to do? I need, I can't work because I have to take care of my mom because she's sick. So um, I decided I was going to be a career coach because here I am, right? You do what you need. I went through a service, an outplacement service, and it was so antiquated and just dumb. Like I was like, I could do this better. So I did. I created my 15 tab color coded binder of everything you need to do to start a career search. Like you got to do the prep work. Well, and I was getting clients, learning my craft, doing seminars and conferences, and every single one of my clients, they needed help with LinkedIn from not having a profile at all to having one that was super antiquated and old fashioned and did not showcase them as the talented individuals that they were. So then I dove into LinkedIn and I did a lot of training and I was like, I fell in love with a platform because it was a professional platform and I could strategize on it. And I just, 
you know, I I'm that person that LinkedIn is my playground. You'll see me like dabbling maybe on the swings over on Instagram, you know, or the slide on Facebook, but you know, LinkedIn is my playground. It's where I love to hang out. I go on there every day, see what's going on. And then, um, just start activating, uh, and connecting with my, my audience. That's so cool. LinkedIn really is cool. It, yes, everybody, it got cooler. Okay. LinkedIn got cooler. <laughs> I mean, really like it's been around for so long. So I think that's a thing that people don't go back. Haven't gone back to revisit LinkedIn, right? Maybe they set up a profile. It like, yeah. Like 15 years it ago, sucked. it definitely, yeah. <laughs> it definitely sucked. And, but that's okay. Like it just was, that's what it was. It was like, put your resume up or whatever, and, but it, it has evolved. And I, as as a social media manager and consultant, I have some clients that like to be on there. Right. And so over time I've learned more and more and for myself too, I think it's, I think it's actually really cool. It's just that you got to start getting in your groove, right? We're going to talk about that, about all the things that you can do too. So can I just it. say one thing? Yeah. When I first started talking and training about LinkedIn, I used to call it the ugly duckling of the social media platforms. <laughs> and I like to say that it's grown into a beautiful swan for features and functions. I agree with you. No, it, it really is really, really cool. And it really is full of opportunity, which I know we're going to talk about that. I mean, I've personally experienced it. I know you obviously have, you've helped a lot of people that have, it's honestly really, really cool. So, okay. So let's dive into what we're going to dissect here for everybody. And it's going to be so, so helpful. I'm thankful we're talking about LinkedIn because I don't have that many people come on the show, talk about it. Um, so we're talking about the three C method mm -hmm. to master LinkedIn. So tell us, what does that mean? What, what is a three C method? Well, the three C method. So we had the pandemic, um, and we saw a lot of people jump over on LinkedIn, like that platform blew up business professionals. We didn't have meetings. We didn't have conferences. We didn't have lunch meetings. How are you supposed to stay top of mind, tip of tongue to your current clients and potential clients? Well, everyone jumped over on LinkedIn and it was a hot friggin' mess, girl. Let me tell you, <laughs> like my, the spam messages, the bots, like it just was a yeah. mess. And I was like, at first I was like, yeah, everyone's coming over here to play on my playground. And then the mess came. It was like a hurricane. And I was like, whoa, this nonsense has to stop people. And I want to say that a lot of the people that were just spamming our inboxes, that's what they were told to do. Send out 50 messages a day, send the same message. Right. And that, that doesn't work. That's a thing. Uh, Years ago, whenever I was learning something else, that's another story, but that's what that's what we were taught is to send like a certain, like you said, a certain number of messages a day. And it was like a lot, like you said, yes. 50, like, holy yeah. crap. That's send bad. the same message 50 times. And you know what? <laughs> Somebody's going to bite. Well, maybe in 2014, 20, you know, maybe that worked then, sure. but let me tell you folks, it does not work now, especially after 2020, we want to know the person and and so what I did is I couldn't handle it. And I was like, I got to do something. What can I do? So I actually created the 3C method. That's my method. It stands for connect, cultivate, convert. And we're going to break down what each of those things mean so that you can start getting the ROI and building your network that's going to serve you now and in the future over on LinkedIn. Okay, great. Yeah, because like you said, you you can't, like it just doesn't fly like that anymore. And, and, and it makes sense because- 
everything evolves, right? I mean, hopefully things evolve and improve <laughs> and get better. And we all kind of hopefully get better together gradually. And it's the same thing for social media platforms. And, and yeah, maybe it was cool to send 50 messages. I mean, I don't think it was very fun to send 50 messages a day, no. but maybe some, maybe it kind of worked a little bit. No, people are like over that, over it, getting those messages. Like what you're talking about sometimes on LinkedIn, I'm like, y'all have got to stop this shit. This is so annoying. <laughs> Right. So let's, and let's help everybody. I just delete them and block them. Like yeah. you're actually ruining your reputation. So yes. let's start with connect. Yes. You know, connect. who do you connect with? Do you connect with everyone? No, <laughs> no, you don't need, it's not Instagram. You don't need 25,000 followers to be successful on LinkedIn. Right. Uh, one tip is you guys, your content, LinkedIn only shows it to about 10% of your network. Okay. But that's all you need really. Now, if you do really well, they're going to keep showing that content, but let's talk about connecting. Uh, some of the basic rules of connecting with someone on LinkedIn is that you always, always, always want to send a personal note with your connection request. Don't just hit that little connect button. Unless it's someone like if you and I are talking, like I was just talking to someone else. I said, Hey, I'm going to send you a connection request, sure. but I'm not adding you a note because we're on a zoom call. But if right. you don't know someone, why would you waste your time searching for people on LinkedIn to connect with? And then just hitting the connect button and not sending a message, because if you don't send a message, your response rate, your acceptance rate goes down by 47%. Really? Yes. 47%. So if you send me a connection request and there's no note, I don't know why you want to connect, what you want to talk about, you know, why you want me to add you to um, my network, my cat's tail. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, cat. Um, Okay. So connect with Mary, but you better include a damn note on LinkedIn <laughs> and, uh, and don't overthink the note. Like, Hey, heard you on Brittany's podcast. Sure. That's all I need. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah. So if, by not sending a note, I'm going to delete that message. I'm not even going to accept you. And more and more people are leaning towards that, or it just sits there. Anyone that has a robust, um, engaging network, we're not going to sit there and just accept blind connection requests. I'm also, so don't automate it. Don't send 50 messages, the same message out. Don't sell or pitch in your first message. Oh my God. That happens to me all the time. They want to sell me something immediately. I'm like, who are you? Excuse me. (laughs) You haven't gotten to know the person. Like let's take it back a notch. There's a person behind the profile. Yeah. You've got to start thinking about H to H, human to human. Are you going to, you know, just, are you going to accept a connection request from everyone who tries to sell you a new website or a new (laughs) SEO? I love the messages that I get are like, Hey, Mary checked out your profile. I think you'd be a great addition to our team. Um, obviously you didn't check out my profile because you would have read that I have a business, two of them. Uh, B, (laughs) you probably had someone automate that. And I love it when I get the same message like two or three times, you know that that's automated. And I actually say those, you guys, and I use them in training. Like it is me off so much. (laughs) Like I did a 15 minutes of fame where I actually brought it up. Like, hey, this is what that person does. And a lot of us do that. So you're going to ruin your reputation. You're going to have a lower acceptance rate when you're sending out your connection requests and you're just wasting your time. So how do you connect with someone? Simple. Keep it short, sweet, and simple. Hey, Brittany, uh, you know, it could be like, hey, Brittany, I was on LinkedIn, came across your profile. Love the work you're doing. I'd like to learn more. 
Don't you don't even have to say I'd like to learn more. Here's my line. Feel free to borrow it. Hey, Brittany, came across your profile on LinkedIn. I love adding savvy business women to my network so we can support each other. Let's do this. Nice. Boom. And I'm telling you, that has like a 99 acceptance rate. Because <laughs> I just like, complimented oh, thank you. you. Yes, you complimented them. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I complimented you. I said where I found you. I was just on LinkedIn because we do go on LinkedIn and just look at profiles. And I didn't sell you anything. I didn't ask for a meeting because we don't know each other yet. So hopefully you're going to reply. And then, and if the person doesn't reply, remember you reached out. So it's your responsibility to follow up. Right. Right. It's your responsibility. Don't give up. A lot of times people are busy or they're not that active on LinkedIn. So here's another tip. If you really want someone to accept your connection request, do it. You want to send it when they have that green dot, that green circle next to their name, because that means they're online. Okay, cool. Then it's like, boom, they'll see it right then. Yeah. So unless, unless you're like me, who I just never, ever sign out of LinkedIn. So it always (laughs) looks like I'm online. (laughs) Always. So, you know, when we're thinking about people to connect with, you want to kind of be strategic with that, right? You Mm -hmm. don't want to just grow your network to grow the network. Don't be a Kardashian. This is an Instagram, (laughs) right? So think about your, you know, strategic partners, Think about, you know, brand ambassadors, people that you can collaborate with. And don't forget to think about adding cool people like Brittany and me. Selfish (laughs) plug. But you want to have some fun, cool people in your network too. So when I work with people like build that robust network, think outside the box. You're not just on there to connect with people that are going to be your clients. That's probably the biggest mindset um, mistake that people are are, are doing on LinkedIn. Oh, well that person does what I do. Why would I connect with them? Cause you can learn from them. And because there's enough business for all of us, right? Once you can change that mindset, I'm connected to so many LinkedIn trainers on LinkedIn. They're amazing. We have this community, we have a mastermind and we learn from each other and support each other. So connect with people that do the work that you do. That's a really, really good thing that you brought. I'm so glad you brought that up because as, as important as it is to meet people that we could actually get paid from, you know, to do, to do our work, that's great and all you're so right. Because it's like, it's, well, it's like any sort of networking back in the day, you know, you go, you meet people and you, you never know when you could refer somebody, when you could learn from each other, when you could just become friends, you just never know. I'm so glad you said that you can't just obsess about connecting with potential clients only. Okay. And and it's not all about your first level connections either. So on LinkedIn, there are three connection levels. First, we're, we're connected directly like Brittany and I second level is someone that Brittany's connected to, but I'm not connected to. And third level, we have no connection and no um, affiliate connection. And so what I always like to say is the magic is in the second level connections right? It's who Brittany knows that might want to have me on her podcast or their podcast, or might want to collaborate and write a book for me or with me. Sorry. I'm looking (laughs) for someone who wants to write a book. I think that'd be fun. Let's do it. Um, And they might have someone that needs LinkedIn help. They might be a Facebook expert, but this person is also on LinkedIn and they might want help with their profile. So it's the second level. It's who's Brittany is connected to that I feel is where the gold mine is. Ooh, that's a nice insider tip. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay. So we've, we've got connect. 
we're, mm-hmm. we're connected. We're connecting the right way. We're doing all the things that aren't crazy and annoying. What's next? You got to cultivate the relationship. So if you go on a first date, are you kissing the guy or the woman on the first date? Typically not. I mean, unless you were me and my husband, it actually happened. It was an accident. That's another story. <laughs> I turned my head and there he was, but you know, you have to cultivate the relationship, right? You don't get married on the first date. Why would you try to sell someone the first interaction? So what does that mean on LinkedIn? I'm going to give you some super easy ways that you can cultivate your new connection. Look at their content, check out what they're talking about and comment, comment on their content. It puts your name and your headline right there. Every time you comment on something on LinkedIn, it shows your name and your title. We call it the headline over on LinkedIn, which is so great, by the way, because that that feature on LinkedIn, so unique, right? Everybody else gets to see that. They get to see who, what, what you're about, what you do. Yeah. Perfect. So that's one way. Check out their other social profiles. Do they have a website? Learn about them. Put some time and effort into understanding who this person is. Right. So you can go to their contact section on LinkedIn. And if they have, if they have it filled out, they could have their Instagram, their Facebook, their website, right? Uh-huh. So if it's another business owner, check out who they are on other platforms because you know, you also want to make sure they're consistent and they're the same person, right? Right. Same person. (laughs) Check out their website, learn more about them. Um, And, but really commenting on posts is an amazing way, but that's like tip of the iceberg stuff. Like just get the conversation started over in the comments, then go back to the in-mail say, Oh my gosh, Brittany, I just saw that post that you did about Instagram reels over here on LinkedIn. And you made it look so easy. I would love to just jump on a call with you and talk about how we might bring that to my show. I'd love to jump on a call with you to learn more about how you work with clients so I can refer the right people to you. Right. It's always about them and understand that people are busy again and make it easy for them. Send them your booking link. Yes. Don't make it where mm-hmm. Brittany now has to go. Okay. That sounds great. Mary, can you send me your link? Or that sounds great. Mary, here's my link. Hey, uh, yes. you know, if you're open for that, here's a link, grab a, a, a 20 minute call, keep right. it casual and soft. You know, this is not a hard sell. I'm trying to cultivate the relationship and get to know who Brittany is right. besides an amazing dancer on her Peloton. Who <laughs> yes. I, I don't know how you can do that and not fall. I'm much more See, than that. <laughs> that scares me so much. Hey, you're a thrill seeker. I mean, what the hell? Why aren't you dancing on treadmills yet? Nope. No, thank you. So really, you know, cultivate the relationship, comment on their post. Is there someone that you can introduce them to? Oh, like that's a huge one. Like, That's who cool. do I know in my network that really needs to know Brittany? I, we were talking before the podcast. I'm always bringing up your name. And the reason I do that is because I'm talking about be real. I'm always telling my clients, and, and this is part of cultivating, is just be yourself. It's too hard to be two different people, one person online and one in real life. Right. Like I can barely be this version of Mary Fane Brandt. You want me to be something else? Like what you see online is what you get in person. Right. So who do you know that you just want to introduce them to other people? Right. So when I'm working with clients, I use you as an, um, as an example of just be yourself. And when you're yourself, you're going to attract the right people. 
So whether you're a job seeker, uh, a career professional looking to pivot, a business owner, seasoned, or just starting off, my advice is be yourself and throw some personality in there on LinkedIn. Yes. Bring the personality to LinkedIn. Hey, you know, I wanted to go back to just real quick, the comment thing you said. Um, so anybody listening, that's not familiar with LinkedIn, you don't spend much time there. Like the comments section of the posts on LinkedIn is where it's at. So if you don't want to have conversations in the comments, maybe you should go elsewhere because that, I mean, it's, it's really like, it's the most like, like thought provoking, insightful, easiest way to connect with people. Yeah. It's the, I mean, the there are people, you know what I mean? Like there's a difference right on Instagram and it's okay. Like there's a place to say like, you look beautiful on an Instagram. I mean, on a LinkedIn picture, every it, platform fine. serves a purpose, right? But it's like, you don't see that as much on LinkedIn. You don't see like, Oh, pretty hair. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's really more about like, let me ha- give you several sentences in this comment so we can have an actual conversation. It's amazing. So um, LinkedIn is really the only platform where you can reach out and have a conversation with CEOs, like Ooh, the yeah. top level C-suite because yep. they're hanging out. I mean, a lot of my clients, they're, they're not even on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. This, LinkedIn is the only platform they're on. So getting in front of a CEO closing six-figure deals, it's going to happen over here on LinkedIn. So if you're not using it, let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Opportunity. It's, it's incredible, the opportunity. So, there. I know we're going to talk about that. <clears throat> yeah. So let me share a story of how I cultivated to connect. So okay. I reverse. You can do this reverse. You want to connect with someone? Cultivate first. Okay. Go into the comments. So there's a CEO of a business that I use, a platform that I use. Um, They're based in San Diego. And I've been trying to connect with anybody at this company. And they're, you know, the other people just aren't active, whatever. The CEO, it's an also, you guys, I want you to know it's important in 2021 and moving forward that CEOs are active on LinkedIn. People are looking to them to learn about the business, the culture, the drive. So I'm I'm giving you a round of applause. I'm so into that. Yes, please. CEOs get on LinkedIn. Love it. Yes. And so I'm on a mission to start helping CEOs learn how to use LinkedIn and be themselves, not the stuffy buttoned up version, but let's talk about the company culture. What are the goals? Let's, let's be a little more active and authentic over on LinkedIn. So this particular CEO, I've been trying to get in I've been trying to connect with somebody in the company. Um, Nobody's like responding. So I see he posted. What did I do? I commented. I applauded him. I said, oh, I use your platform. I love it. I wish I had some templates for dot, dot, dot. He replied back. Oh, so glad to hear that you love the platform. Here's a link to some templates. Okay. So we have a conversation in the comments and then I went in and I sent him a connection request and he accepted it right away because my name was top of mind, tip of tongue. Perfect. Yes. I'd already, you're right. I'd already complimented him. I said, I use the platform. So my strategy is because I really want them to sponsor me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want them to sponsor an event, not sponsor, but I want to get like a membership. I'm looking for like prizes, sponsorship for a couple events in quarter one. So this would be a platform that would be great to give someone like a six month membership. They can try it out. 
you know, get into it and, and it's a win-win. I'm giving something of value and they're going to probably get a new client. So did right. you see how I reverse engineered? I cultivated Perfect. in the comments, in a conversation, and then I connected. Oh, that's so good. Okay, good. Um, okay, we've got connect, cultivate, and what is the final C? Convert. And I want to change what that def- definition means. Okay. So most people, Brittany, would you say when I say the word convert, I'm going to say convert into. Into a client. Yeah. Can <laughs> I, right? I get the answer right? <laughs> yeah. Or into leads, right? When you hear the word convert, you think, oh, convert to leads, convert yeah. into a client. Sure. Well, I'm on a mission again to change what the definition of that word means. I want y'all to think bigger than clients. That's like 20% of what you should be thinking about. You should be thinking about convert to opportunities, opportunities for referral partners, brand ambassadors, people to collaborate with people, you know, just, I, I just want people to start thinking broader, you know, think about opportunities. And I want you all to think about this. A client pays you once, which is great whether it's $1,000, 5000 10000 A referral partner pays you time and time again. Right. So referral partners actually have a higher ROI. And on LinkedIn, you're showcasing your thought, your thought leadership. You're showcasing your knowledge. You're dropping in some personality so that you're relatable, H to H, human to human, person behind the profile. You're establishing, cultivating that relationship people will naturally become your referral partners, especially if you're consistent. Let's add a fourth C. There we go. Yes. Bonus C. (laughs) The three C method works when you're consistent on the platform. Yeah, for sure. You can't just disappear for three weeks. Like that's not cool. But you also don't have to be on there every day. And people are like, oh my God, Mary, do you spend all day on LinkedIn? It is my favorite platform. And I will sit there and read a lot about what's going on, but you can actually master it in an hour a day. So for me, that would be not binge watching on Netflix because that's my, (laughs) you know, or TikTok going down the TikTok rabbit hole. I mean, we all have an hour in our day and it doesn't have to be at once. Think about this, do 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the afternoon, or, you know, while you're at soccer practice, watching your kids soccer, you know, you could take 15 minutes and, and get on LinkedIn or, you know, while you're listening to the news in the morning, get on LinkedIn, see, take a pulse of your community. What's everyone talking about? What's going on? Who can I add to my network? So literally in an hour a day, you can build a strong and strategic network. You can cultivate the relationships, connect with more people, and then you need to be consistent and start producing original content. So there's actually five C's, right? Connect, cultivate, convert through consistency and content. Oh my God. We're getting, okay. Five C's now, bonus C's. (laughs) The three C method with the two C bonus. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, You know, you mentioned content. Um, I would love to just take like just a couple minutes and let you talk about that because I, I, I like how, because I have the view I have managing a variety of social media accounts, I see it all. So like, I see what goes into these really fun videos on Instagram and on TikTok, And you know that I love doing that because I, I enjoy it. And I think they're very smart for certain brands and it's all great, yeah. but, but 
I do really appreciate the simplicity of LinkedIn where it's not always about that a big production essentially, right? Like I love that you can go on LinkedIn and people are just posting all text posts. You know what I'm saying? You Super go to the, hot right now. Yeah. I mean, you long, go to the other ones and it's a video, video, video. Or, yeah. Yes. And you could just, you could literally just write words Read. yeah, <laughs> and start a conversation that way. It doesn't have to be a big production. I think that that's so refreshing. Oh, that's so nice to hear. And it is refreshing. I don't have to put, I, I don't have to do my hair and makeup to create a LinkedIn post. If I was on Instagram, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I got to do my hair and makeup. Is the lighting right? <laughs> so, right. You know, you have to stay on top of what's performing well. Right. And as we know, algorithms change monthly, weekly, sometimes daily. They have good days, bad days, good weeks, bad weeks. And you have to know like right now, content, long form text only content is performing amazingly well on LinkedIn. Yeah. Of course, you know, we're going to have to date this because, you know, by the time the podcast <laughs> yes. is released, it could be changed folks. But we're, that's why yes, you- we're recording in November, 2021. And it has, and it's been, I feel like it's been doing pretty well for a while, or even if it's a little bit shorter, I just think it's so cool that it's not considered to be a bad thing. If you want to just write words and talk to people, it's very different from Instagram or TikTok. It is very, very different. Um, so the long form posts are doing well, but the other, the other thing that does so well and not everyone does it because they're, they don't think that they should, they're afraid to is just being yourself on LinkedIn, sharing your story. You know, how does it sharing your story of how you, um, became an Instagram dancing fool? Like what was your fear? Like talking about the fear, right. And how you overcame that and what was the outcome? So telling your story and then weaving it back into your business is magical, right? Because so many people can relate to that. They have a fear in something. They're not going to do it. And then they hear your story, read your story. And they're like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. And my business is, you know, going to blow up or my career, I'm going to be taken seriously, or, you know what, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to tell my boss, this is a solution. I think that we need to try. Right. Um, we're such a society of fear. Yeah. I mean, we all, me included, I just said a prayer this morning about fear, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. God, take away my fears. Cause we all have fears, but on LinkedIn, if we can remove you know, the fear of being ourselves and getting ourselves outside the box. Like I have to be this certain person on LinkedIn. No, you have to be yourself. So I want you to share your stories and I want you to be more relatable. So stories sell facts, tell, right. Right. So share your damn stories. Can I say that? Share your damn stories. Yes. Get, get out there. Tell us why you're in that business. Tell us, um, you know, you CEOs. Oh my gosh. You didn't, you weren't born a CEO. Tell me about how you were a waiter and you saw the process was broken and you implemented a new system and you became the general manager. You know, tell the story because you're going to mentor someone else, which we all have a responsibility to inspire, encourage, and educate others. That is our responsibility in life to lift other people up, to be a ray of sunshine, to be a hope, to encourage others that, yes, you can do this. It's not easy. Don't get me wrong. It takes a lot of hard work, a lot of studying, a lot of hours. But I really feel that as a society, 
for those of us who have started our business or are a CEO or a VP of sales, it's our responsibility to educate the next you know, wave of CEOs and and business owners. And we can do that through sharing our real content on LinkedIn, our relatable content. Right. That's real. I'm so glad you brought that up because I like to teach that as well, as far as like, it's almost, it's basically giving somebody a behind the scenes look at your situation at different situations, different jobs, different things you've, you know, you've been through, like you're saying, and also quite frankly, that's going to also encourage someone that's kind of interested in working with you even more so to work with you. Right. Because you're also telling that it's like, it's like you're selling without selling, right? Like you're, you know, you're sharing, you're, you're yeah, sharing, you're, you're sharing, but it can help quote unquote sell because that Absolutely. will, th- that story will help someone understand you more as an individual, but also understand maybe the work that you do better without you being like, yeah. buy my thing. You could just tell like, the story, work with me and I'll fix your profile. No, you no. know, that doesn't work anymore No, And it, and it shouldn't work. You know, at the end of the day, this is still true. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. Yes. How do you get someone to know, like, and trust you? Does it happen with just having a great profile on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook? No, that's like step one in the 12 step process, <laughs> right? The profile, the content, the comments, being consistent, helping other people, speaking, being on podcasts, being on shows, you know, it is 12 steps. So if you think just like, I'm just going to put up a great profile, I'm done. (laughs) It'll be a floodgate. That doesn't happen on any social media profile, but the people that have become influencers and have these amazing, um, network built people that support them day in and day out. Those are the people that are real, right? Oh yeah. They're keeping it real every day. So, um, you know, there'll be some interesting posts that I'll be sharing coming up sometime soon, um, that are just have nothing to do with like me trying to get a client. It's me just showcasing, Hey, this is who I am. Yeah. This is who I am and what I do. I love it. That's it's, it's perfect. It's like, um, it's like the example I used about, um, going into a boutique, right. Was I talking to you? I feel like I was talking to you anyway, about like, if you need like a real life example, right. Of the human to human connection, like you go into a little cute boutique that's owned by Sally and she's in there and she's (laughs) helping you find some clothes to try on. And you're having this little exchange. And then maybe she just says, um, uh, oh my, uh, sorry. Look at my, my makeup's a little off today. My baby had me up last night and kind of has a light moment shares that she's a mom. Right. And then all of a sudden what's going to happen? Like you're, you're going to connect more with Sally. Cause maybe you're a mom too, or whatever. And you have this little moment and then you're going to probably want to buy something more. Cause you know more about her life. And then you're going to remember her more. I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's a silly, simple, but it's, it's the and same it's idea. True. It's the same idea. It's like true. you just get to know someone a little bit. You don't have to know all of the details of their life, but you get to know them a little bit more. So like you said, that no like, and trust factor. Yeah. It's all about the no like, and trust factor. And it takes time to build your brand. You have yeah. to have a brand. So any career professionals that are listening, you need to establish a personal brand. If you haven't, if yes. you haven't done that, that's something that like, literally it's not for Nike target 
Walmart, all the, and it's not just for us business owners. It's for everybody. Um, that also came out of the pandemic that career professionals, job seekers, you need to have a personal brand so that you can stand out and shine online, you know, so the recruiters, the hiring managers, um, and it just makes you more relatable. Right. It totally does. And it can also enhance your life. I I love to talk about personal brands because like you said, it, it can, it applies to anyone and it really can just generally enhance your life. Showing up on LinkedIn on a consistent basis and doing these things that you're suggesting, no matter if you're a business owner or an employee or whatever your situation, you're, you're going to make connections. You're going to meet people. You're going to have, like you said, opportunities. You just never know. It's not just about the one, like the trying to make more money. It's, it's, it's your overall enhancement of your life. I feel like it is. And I'm going to share a real quick story. So, um, Tisha Marie Peltier, she lives in Arizona where I'm at now, but someone said, Oh, Mary, do you know Tisha Marie? I was like, no, I don't. Who is she? So I looked her up. We connected when I was living in San Diego. So we connected 18 months ago and I had her on my show and then we end up moving here to Arizona. Right. And we had talked online. We met up in February in person for the first time, went for a walk, talked breakfast. I love coffee and talks. Um, Then we met up again and we've now like we're friends. We just went out with her and her husband on Saturday night. Our husbands get along. We're talking about maybe creating like a little mastermind group more about that in 2022, but like we support each other in business. We've been on each other's shows. Had, could I have thought that I was going to be like, she's going to be my new business bestie. And no, no, I, I never would have known that, but by cultivating that relationship and by thinking outside the box, like someone recommended, I check her out. So I did. I like what she stood for. Um, I liked her message on LinkedIn. We've been following each other there. She loves LinkedIn as much as I do. And she's a branding expert, but we've, you know, I can say we are truly friends. We hang out. That's cool. That's cool. I love that story. It's totally a thing and it's happened to me in other instances as well. And I, that's the magic because that's what it's all about, right? Is connecting with humans. And like you said, lifting each other up and, and being there for each other. Okay, Mary, thank you. This was so good. So, so helpful. Seriously. I genuinely appreciate it. Like we just don't talk about LinkedIn enough on the show and we are changing that you have, you're, you're helping me make that change. Um, Mission accomplished. Yes. More LinkedIn. She's converting us. (laughs) to the opportunities we're all going to have when we're all much better on LinkedIn. Okay. Please tell everybody, although we will have in the show notes, but go ahead and tell everybody how they can find you, uh, your website, what's going on. Like what's the haps here. Okay. So connect with me on LinkedIn, just send a note and say, Hey, uh, you know, listen to you on Brittany's podcast. Don't overthink it. Let's start the conversation there. Um, my website, super easy. You guys just Google my name, Mary Fane Brandt. I should come up everywhere. If I don't, please let me know. Uh, that's my <laughs> website. And then what's coming up? Well, so January, 2022, we're yeah. kicking the year off. If you're in Arizona, I'm bringing back LinkedIn local live events to Arizona quarterly with my co-host Bruce. So we're super excited about that as an in-person event, how to take your online connections offline and really establish and cultivate those relationships. And then online, my LinkedIn Accelerator Academy will be launching the beginning of February. You can get on the wait list when this podcast come out, comes out. 
Um, and that is live training with moi right here. Once a week, you get me live. You get all the templates, exercises. We're going to take you from boring to badass in LinkedIn. Um, and I'm going to make it super easy. Oh, from boring to There's badass. easy button from boring to badass with me live. You're going to get button. it done. There's going to be an easy button. It's not as hard as you think. That's amazing. Okay, good. Well, we'll make sure and also link all of that in the show notes. So it makes it very easy for everybody to find you and do all the things. Please go connect with Mary on LinkedIn, send her a note, tell her you heard her on the social sunshine podcast and that you are just as obsessed with her as I am. Um, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. I love it. I'm so glad that we met online and that we cultivate, we connected, we cultivated, and we mm -hmm. converted into opportunities. We have. We've all the C's are happening here. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. <laughs> Thank you. This has been awesome. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye. <laughs>